It is Monday, March 22nd, 2021, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. There's a lot to talk about today, including happenings at Bristol. We've got a new Lucas Points leader, the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Weekend, and a lot more. So let's jump in. The Bristol Dirt Nationals closed out on Saturday night after racing all week, and there is a ton to unpack. It was a pretty wild week between the racing, the crashes, and there were other crazy moments. Did you see the video of the four-wheeler tumbling down the backstretch? One of the late models was getting pushed onto the track by a four-wheeler, and the wheeler got stuck on the late model's chassis, so the guy riding the wheeler bailed off. And then the late model towed the wheeler partway down the backstretch before it finally let go. And the four-wheeler ended up completely tumbling and barrel rolling down the backstretch. Uh, go find that video on YouTube or Facebook if you have not seen it. There were more late model flips than I've ever seen in my entire life uh, all week long. Some pretty wild stuff. We've had some big modified crashes. You know, the buried tires on the inside line were a topic of conversation all week and a lot more. In the end, though, we got to see some pretty solid racing, I think. I know many were concerned that the racing wouldn't be good, but I personally thought we saw some actually pretty good stuff. Uh, the big shows we waited all week for were the two super late model features, Friday night's 10,000 to win race and Saturday's 50,000 to win main event. On Friday night, Chris Ferguson led every lap from the pole to take the win over Kyle Larson and Jonathan Davenport. Larson was good through the preliminary action that day, but in the feature, he just couldn't do anything with Fergie out front. Scott Bloomquist and Chris Madden rounded out the top five. Chase Elliott was involved in a crash in the feature that ended his weekend. Uh, he was not able to race on Saturday night because of the damage to his car. Kyle Busch finished 13th on Friday as well. We talked back on February 26th on this show about Jonathan Davenport's decision to possibly give up his Lucas status to run the Bristol weekend. Uh, remember, he was partnering with Kyle Larson, and it was important for his sponsor to be able to do that. Um, but that uh, chance to race Bristol certainly paid off in a big way on Saturday night. Chris Ferguson and Kyle Larson started together on the front row and led the early going. And Davenport started back in 10th, and he had worked his way to the front pretty quickly, grabbing the lead from Larson just before for halfway. From there, he drove away to the $50,000 win with Larson second, Bloomquist third, Bobby Pierce fourth, and Frank Ingram in fifth. Superman looked like the guy we've come to know in these big paying races over the last several years. And in the end, because of issues with the Lucas weekend, he didn't even end up missing a race. We'll have more on that here in a bit. I also wanted to give a big shout out to Kyle Busch. He did finish 13th in the feature on Friday. He then went to Atlanta on Saturday and won the NASCAR truck race, flew back to Bristol on Saturday evening and drove from 9th to 2nd in his B-Main to transfer and then went 19th to 11th in the feature. Not bad for a NASCAR guy with limited dirt experience. It was a rough two nights though for Brandon Overton who finished 20th on Friday and 23rd on Saturday. Certainly not what those guys were looking for. Other weekend winners included Kyle Strickler getting the open modified victory over Matt Crafton, uh, Michael Asbury, Kurt Spaulding, and Drake Troutman, and NASCAR driver Austin Dillon dominated the 604 late model feature on Saturday. Between XR Plus and Bristol Dirt Nationals on Facebook, there are a ton of videos to watch from the weekend. If you haven't checked some of that stuff out, uh, you can go find those on Facebook uh, if you are so inclined. Drop me a comment or message. Let me know what, you th uh, what your thoughts were about this kind of opening week of racing on the Bristol Dirt. I'm curious to know what everyone else thinks. 
The other weekend late model action that happened this weekend was the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series return following a six-week break since the opening Florida stretch. The series was supposed to race Friday night at Atomic and Saturday at Brownstown. Atomic was moved to Sunday because of weather, and then a wild night at Brownstown, something you don't normally see uh, on Saturday, led to that event being canceled partway through the night's program. Track conditions became very treacherous, and we saw some wild crashes, especially for Brian Shirley and Fast Eddie. Eddie was flown by helicopter to a local hospital following his big flipping crash, uh, but he has since been released with only minor injuries. Series and track officials decided to sack the rest of the night for safety reasons, which left just Atomic on Sunday for the Lucas competitors. In Sunday's feature, Kyle Strickler and Devin Moran led the field to green, and those two drivers shared the lead through the first eight laps. From there, Hudson O'Neill took over on lap nine, and he drove away to the $13,000 win. Tim McCready was second, Moran third, Jonathan Davenport fourth, and Kyle Bronson was fifth. It was O'Neill's second Lucas win of 2021, and with Brandon Overton not racing, O'Neill is now the series points leader. Devin Moran, Tim McCready, Kyle Bronson, and Brandon Shepard round out the top five in the standings. So after all of that, Davenport ended up not missing a Lucas race and still got the $50,000 Bristol win. I don't know if this means uh, he'll stay out with Lucas as he's still 13th in the points, but his status seems to be preserved for now. I'm honestly surprised Overton gave up the series points lead to go race at Bristol, and as Davenport was able to make the run to Atomic on Sunday, Overton could have as well, but chose not to. We talked back on Friday about Overton's plans not really being known, but I guess we now know uh, where that team stands. I've got a chat with Ben Shelton planned for later today, which will be a converse, uh, conversations episode for later in the week, and I'm going to ask him about this situation. It's crazy to me that a series points leader gives up that spot, and it's almost a non-story in the community. It seems as you know, kind of as if this happened in another series or other divisions, it would be a Pretty big talking point, uh, but not right now with the late models. As for other storylines, Brandon Shepard continues to not be a factor in 2021. He started ninth on Sunday at Atomic and faded to 12th at the end. Josh Richards did get a win at East Bay in January, but his average finish for the year is currently over 13, down nearly four spots from 2020. Davenport and Owens both have two top six finishes in a row, and even though he hasn't won yet, Tim McCready is looking strong. He's got six straight top ten finishes, including five top fives. I definitely think he's one to watch for the championship this year. Lucas is now off again for a few weeks with the series back on April 17th and 18th at Hagerstown and Port Royal. The World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series was in action Friday night and Saturday night at Cotton Bowl Speedway in Texas, four rounds at seven and eight of the 2021 season. We'd had six winners in six races so far, but that streak came to an end on Friday night. The night looked like it might turn into a full sweep for Aaron Reitzel with the Roth Motorsports driver setting a new track record in qualifying, and then he won his heat race and the dash. He led the first 12 laps in the feature, but on a restart, Brad Sweet was able to sneak past him on the top for the lead. Behind Sweet, though, Sheldon Hoddenshield got the topside rolling late, and as we approached 10 laps to go, he was on the move. With the leaders in lap traffic, Sheldon slipped by Reitzel for second and then used a lap car pick on the bottom to take the lead from Sweet coming to 10 to go. Over the final laps, Sheldon made big moves through lap traffic and was able to drive away to his second win of the season. Reitzel finished second, Sweet third, Ian Madsen fourth, and Donnie Schatz was fifth. James McFadden was eighth in his season debut with the Outlaws. 
I also wanted to point out Carson Macedo and his JJR 41 team. They had a big crash in the Knights dash, which sent them to a backup car for the feature. And then they had to recover from a crash in the feature where they needed to replace the top wing, nose wing, and the front end in the work area. They battled back to a 13th place finish and the Knights hard charger. Knights where you're able to make chicken salad out of chicken, you know what, can certainly make or break your season. On Saturday night at Cotton Bowl, we had a very different racetrack uh, than we did on Friday. Brad Sweet's quick time of 15.091 was nearly two seconds slower than the quick time the night before. In the night's feature, Brad Sweet led early from the pole, but Jacob Allen ran him down in lap traffic and took the lead on lap 11. The lead, though, for Allen was short-lived as he ended up flipped into turn one just two laps later. He made a mistake over the cushion and caught the wall, which sent him over. Jacob clearly had a very fast car, and it was a crappy way for his night to end. The crash gave the lead back to Sweet, who was able to hold off Brent Marks over the final laps in traffic to get his second win of the season. Marks finished second, Elias in third, David Gravel fourth, and Sheldon Hoddenshield was fifth. Leaving the weekend thanks to that win and a third, Brad Sweet has now taken the World of Outlaws points lead by 24 over Logan Shuhart. Shuhart had weekend finishes of 10th and 6th, which dropped him down the order. David Gravel and Donnie Schatz are tied for third. They're 38 points back, while Sheldon Huddenshield, Aaron Reitzel, Carson Macedo, Corey Eliason, Brent Marks, and Gio Selzy round out the top 10. Sweet and Sheldon now both have two wins apiece, with Sweet leading the way in top five finishes with seven. Shuhart is still the only driver to finish top 10 all eight nights. Except for an 11th on March 5th at Volusia, though, Sweet has finishes of first, fifth, second, third, second, third, and first. His average finish over the last five races is an incredible 2.2. And with finishes of fifth and seventh, we're going to have to wait another week to see if Donnie Schatz can get win 300. The winless streak currently sits at 15 races. The Outlaws are back this weekend for two shows in Missouri, Friday night at US 36 and Saturday at Lake Ozark. In other weekend racing, we saw a Buddy Kofoid sweep with the Power Eye National Midgets at Monarch. He went from ninth to the win on Friday night and fourth to the win on Saturday. We also got to see an all-female front row on Friday night with Jade Avedisian and Kaylee Bryson leading the field to green. Dazen Persley and Cannon McIntosh finished second and third Friday, with the pair swapped on Saturday night with McIntosh second and Persley third. The Power Eye National Midgets have another busy weekend on tap as they'll race Thursday through Sunday at Creek County, I-44 Riverside, and Port City for the Turnpike Challenge. We also saw a J.J. Hickel sweep of the opening ASCS week, uh, weekend at Devil's Bowl. He leads the series into a three-race weekend now starting Thursday between Super Bowl Speedway and I-30. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Jordan Mallett split the USCS weekend. Hunter Schoenberg won the 410 opener at Attica. Alan Crimes won at Lincoln on Saturday. Justin Peck grabbed the Port Royal win. And DJ Neto dominated the NARC King of the West opener at Stockton. For more weekend open wheel winners, visit tjslideways.com. In other weekend late model racing, Will Harrington won a crate feature at Modoc. Logan Martin grabbed the Comp Cams win at I-30. And Greg Satterley uh, won the Super Late Model Show at Port Royal. For more on the late model weekend, check out dirtondirt.com. In short track Super Series action over the weekend, Andy Bacchetti won Saturday at Sealands Grove and Matt Williamson won Sunday at Port Royal. 
The only thing on the streaming schedule today is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Later today, I'll have a new Conversations episode out, this one featuring 410 Sprint Car Driver and IRA rookie this season, Bailey Goldsberry. She has limited 410 starts on her resume, but has been a winner at lower levels, including in micros and a 305 Sprint Car. She did make a few IRA starts in 2020 as well. Bailey joins me to talk about her career, learning from cousin Jordan, balancing her college and work life with racing, and much more. You can find that episode in the Dirt Tracker podcast feed or on YouTube. That's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Monday. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com. I do check those every single day. You can follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Dirt Tracker. You can check out the website for all kinds of cool dirt racing stuff by visiting dirttracker.com. If you'd like to get email updates from Dirt Tracker, you can sign up at dirttracker.com slash newsletter. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 